Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, April 4th, 2022. I cannot believe April 4th is here. Um, this is the final shoot day. It was supposed to be. We got a little something we got to do tomorrow, but like, I'm, we're going to be wrapped on this movie. I can't believe it. I had so much fun doing it. Um, and now, of course, you know, take a week off, then we got to start editing the thing. But um, I can't believe we got here. It seems like uh, it went by fast, and it also feels like it took 30 years. I had an awesome time. And oh, am I looking forward to getting out and doing some stand up dates? Oh, Billy Shit Talk. Oh, Freckled Fury is coming your way. I'm going to be in Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama! On Thursday, what would that be? April 8th, and then Friday, April 9th, I'm going to be in Macon, Georgia. Georgia! Oh, Georgia! You looked at... Oh, I got the the dates wrong. Thursday, April 7th, I'll be in Birmingham, Alabama! And then in uh, Friday... April 8th, I'll be in uh, Macon, Georgia. All right? And I am planning on, like, I am, I cannot fucking wait to be involved in something where you do it once and how it came out is what it is and we're moving on. Something that exists in real time. You want an hour of comedy? It takes 60 minutes. I was so excited today. It's Sunday night. Getting to ready to do the last day and a half on this movie. Uh, Club Soda Kenny was lit, was driving me down the street. And I was literally had my head out the window like Ace Ventura just going, woo, the whole fucking way. And you know what? You know what? I'm going to smoke a fucking cigar tonight. Look at the lines and the shots we have to do tomorrow. And... Um, and then I'm going to start putting this thing together. But uh, what, what an experience. I learned so much. Learned so much. So anyway, a lot of things have happened. Oh, my kid, my son's crying down there. I got to try to sneak this podcast in. It's probably going to be in two parts. If he's going to cry like that. That makes me feel bad. Um, oh, that's the cry he does when something's taken away from him. Um, anyway, uh, shout out. To North Carolina Tar Heels and the Kansas Jayhawks for making it to the championship game, which will be played tonight to decide who is the greatest basketball team in the NCAA for 2021-2022. Congratulations to the Carolina Tar Heels uh, beating Duke the last two times Coach K was going to play him. That's the only thing. That hurts as a uh, a fan of greatness, a fan of of uh, you know college coaches, professional coaches. You gotta love a legendary coach, and um, I feel like Coach K is up there on the top shelf. And uh, it was tough to see him lose to Carolina twice, but Carolina deserved it. They won the game, and um, I mean one of the greatest coaching careers in any sport. Transcended his sport. Shout out to Coach K. Shashevsky. Um, I can't tell you how many times I learned how to spell that and then immediately forgot. Um, 
And Carolina versus Kansas, two other programs that I absolutely love. Who are you going for, Bill? I don't know. I got to go with Kansas, I think. You know, it's one of my uh, bucket list things is to go to the game, do a game there. What do they call it? The, uh, the field house or whatever. I got to go to that. And uh, North Carolina. I've never been to a Carolina basketball game in the Dean Dome. Um, I got to do that also. And, uh, yeah, I told you, I have this weird thing where I, I like Carolina and I like Duke. And I went to NC State for a couple of semesters, took a few classes before, you know, I realized I just was not on the path I needed to be on. Nothing against NC State. But I remember being down there going to Daryl's restaurant right there down there on whatever the fuck street that was hillsborough um that's back when they had charles shackleford chucky brown right something like that i was trying to remember their team um and also when the end zone seats were grass because i went to an nc state game way back in the day they went to reynolds coliseum i saw uh who did i see there i saw aerosmith on the permanent vacation tour, and I saw Def Leppard on the Done with uh, on the Done with Mirrors on the um, Hysteria tour. You know what? I I got my kids flipping out. I got I got to handle this shit. I'll be back in a second. All right, I'm back. Tragedy averted. I knew he wasn't crying. That was the s- something else cry. He wasn't hurt. He had a cookie, and then he wanted another one, and he got the Heisman, so he was not happy. Anyway. Uh, what was I talking about? Baseball season is starting, wrapping on the movie, Birmingham, making Georgia. We got all of that shit going on. This will be my last Monday morning podcast slider. Uh, as of next week, they'll go back to being an hour long. Um, so let's do some of the reads for the week, man. Let's see what we got here. What are people saying? Uh, oh, by the way, are the Celtics in like first place in the East? Is that what somebody tried to tell me? I watched the end of, uh, some game, Indiana, Jesus Christ, both teams were shooting the lights out. Let's check out the, uh, the NBA standings there. NBA standings. Okay, here we go. What do we got here? We're a second seed? Get the fuck out of here. We must have been, we went on an t- eight and two tear right there. Must have done that a couple of times. Last I saw, we were in the middle of the pack. I know we got the Milwaukee Bucks coming up in the 76 or some big tests early before the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. Um, all right, so people wrote in. I was talking about having mashed potatoes on uh, Thanksgiving, which is a white person staple. It's, you know, when you go outside the arena there, people are looking at you like, what's going on here? So people are weighing in on mashed potato. What's up, old Billy Tater Tits? Lady listener here and a mass hole here. Uh, I wanted to share my love for mashed potatoes and the absolute horror I had at my first Thanksgiving with my boyfriend, now husband's family. I'm a white chick, mostly Italian and Irish. My husband is Puerto Rican. Now, to me, mashed potatoes are a must at Thanksgiving. Yeah, it just is. It is. With the fucking gravy, the fucking turkey, and the stuffing. That's, that's the triangle offense. Got to have the cranberries, you know, and you go from there. Uh, mashed, uh, mac and cheese, whatever. Top it off with some stuffing and gravy. Oh, my God, it's a party. That's it. 
That's it. So we get uh, to his family's house, and I'm looking around for mashed potatoes, and I don't see any. My husband brings me over to the mashed potatoes, and it's fucking potato salad. Ugh. Half smush potatoes with mayonnaise and eggs. What are we at? A fucking barbecue? Do they they got hot dogs over there? What's going on? Don't get me wrong. I love me some potato salad. I actually don't. Potato salad for me lives in the coleslaw world. Uh, coleslaw. I'll always look at coleslaw with the side eye. I have to be honest. You young people have to understand this coleslaw you're eating today is not the coleslaw that people grew up with. Coleslaw, when I was growing up with, was limp. It was milky. It was fucking gross. You know what it really was? It was, a, it was a plate filler. It was like when you went to a restaurant and they wanted to act like they gave you two fucking sides and fill up the whole plate. They gave you a big helping of coleslaw and it fucking sucked. Finally, you know, and the shit would leak into your other food. It was just a nasty virus of a food but now people have learned learned how to make it hearty so but uh i would say potato salad i don't know i've just i've never really had a good one it's just sort of like i like potatoes you know i like mayonnaise i like eggs i don't like it all together anyway don't get me wrong i love me some potato salad but that's a summer dish apparently this is a spanish thing because i asked all of my puerto rican friends later and they agreed that those are mashed potatoes. Those are not mashed potatoes. They're cut up potatoes. They're not mashed. So now every Thanksgiving, we argue over the fact that those are not true mashed potatoes. And I bring the white people potatoes so I can happily stuff my pasty ass with its deliciousness. Has anything like that ever happened to you and the beautiful Nia? P.S. Stop being insecure. Nia is right. The ladies love them some Billy Burr. I don't even know what that's referencing. Um, anyway, uh, as far as the potatoes go, uh, yeah, that mashed potatoes. You just got to, at some point, you just have to understand that, like, you know, there's going to be some confusion in the world. You know, people travel. It's the telephone game. So I guess uh, Puerto Ricans call potato salad, what we call potato salad, mashed potatoes. We call mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, (laughs) whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Um, I like potatoes, so I will tell you that. I do. And and I got to be honest with you, potato salad is the one kind of potato I don't like. Anything else, you know, the potatoes in the clam chowder, which I was not a fan of clam chowder. I never liked it. it. To me, it always looked like that shit a cow pukes up when it's going from stomach number one to stomach number two. I thought it was gross. It just was always just blech, warm, yucky. Didn't like it. Until I got little kids. I literally just said yucky. Uh, it was fucking disgusting. There, is that adult enough for you? And then I go down to uh, Manhattan. Oh, they put a little tomato fucking sauce in it. All right, let me try this for It's terrible. Terrible. Now, you know, the cow puked and then had a period. Oh, Bill, what are you doing? Sorry. But I had a great, I had a hearty, clam chowder the other day it was like rained out here and ate everything and uh i had a really good one so potatoes in that i like i like the fried potatoes i like the tater tots oh billy potato face here gonna go through all of it the only type of potato i i just don't like fucking potato salad all right so there you go you know a little insight on me you know uh sweet potatoes i like 
You know, F1, dear Bill, your take on British Formula One commentators was so spot on and so funny. That's funny because the Lewis Hamilton fans, a couple of them got on me. Uh, they think I don't like the guy. I'm just, you know, whatever. It's like when I, I get into college football, I start trashing Alabama. I'm not going to just start rooting for him. Uh, did you know these commentators are just using a template made by the legendary F1 commentator, a legendary F1 commentator named Murray Walker? I have to look this guy up. He's, this person says, when I first started watching F1 with my dad, Murray was paired with world champion driver and shagger, James Hunt. Jesus, that guy lived a life, huh? Murray's voice would go helium-pitched with enthusiasm, and he'd often get his facts wrong in his excitement. James Hunt, on the other hand, was calm and would coolly correct Murray, but always showed the veteran race commentator respect. Well, this James Hunt sounds like the coolest dude ever. Uh, Murray was also a humble man and set, set, him, set, set himself up brilliantly in a Pizza Hut Oh, sent himself up brilliantly, made fun of himself in a Pizza Hut advertisement with Damon Hill. Link below. I did have some thoughts on fried chicken and mashed potatoes too, but I'm sure you're sick of my voice already. Thanks for all the laughs and warm regards to your family. Well, let me see if I can find this link here. I can at least tell you guys what it is. I can tell you what it is. Um, Great emails, scrolling down, and... Damon Hill, it just says Damon Hill Pizza Advertisement. Here we go. Let's see. It's go, and Damon Hill leads into the first bend. Murray. There's been a shunt. It's Hill. Murray, we're just out for quiet. Oh, I get it. He's just going to be screaming like that. It's not going to make any sense unless you know who the fuck he is and you're watching the thing. I get it. And Lewis Hamilton. Um... Kayaking the English Channel. Fuck that. Fuck that. There's a bunch of drunk cunts out there on boats. We'll slice you in half. Um, ki- oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking of the Thames. Is that how you say it? The fucking river? The dirty river of London? Um, you're talking about going from England to France? Fuck that. Hey, Billy Red Bullocks. Firstly, thanks for the laughs. Longtime listener. Love your, your podcast, your stand-ups, and your work in general. Thank you. Not looking for advice, but for words of encouragement. Encouragement. My friend Paul and I are kayaking the English Channel this summer. As someone who can barely swim and is somewhat thalassophobic, would you have any words of encouragement for me? What is thalassophobic? I gotta look this up. The last. Is this really a thing? Are you fucking with me? Thalassophobic. Uh, is a type of specific phobia that involves a persistent and intense fear of deep bodies of water, such as oceans or seas. Oh, look at that. I didn't know I had that. I don't know. It's, it's not a persistent and intense fear. It's just when somebody asks me to go, I'm like, yeah, fuck that. You know? How about it's a risk? I have a respect for the ocean and the sea, the same way I do lions and tigers. You want to go into the jungle with his lions and tigers? No, fuck that. Um, anyway, I've been hitting the gym every day since October in preparation. Lost over three stone in weight. Jesus, I always have to look this up. What the fuck is a stone? Stone in pounds. All right, what do we got here? 
One stone equals 14 pounds. This son of a bitch, what's that? 14 times three is 42 pounds. Good for you. Um, I'm in the best shape of my life at nearly 40 years old. We will also have a support boat with us during the crossing. Oh, that's cool then. So it'll be relatively safe. If there's any sort of adventure like this that you would ever consider doing, keep up the great work. You know what I always wanted to do? I always wanted to ride a bicycle for one leg of the Tour de France. Um, I wanted to take batting practice at Fenway Park. Yeah, I got a bunch of these things that I would love to do. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, riding a bike. Now, nah, I think I'm too fucking old to do that. Oh, Billy's too old to get back in the saddle there. <laughs> have to fucking ice my taint for like a fucking three-week period after that. But uh, it is something that I always like when um, I would watch the Tour de France growing up. I just always loved when, you know, they would go through like those countryside towns. I always just thought that would be a great thing. Even if you just wrote a third of it, I think it would be really cool. Um, all right, Made in America. Uh, all right, so I was talking about this stuff where I was like, hey, why don't we talk about some shit that's actually made over here? I was talking about um, Shinola. Uh, they make all of this stuff, bicycles and stuff. I almost bought one of their bikes, but I was like, what am I going to do with that fucking thing? But I did buy one of their watches. Um, okay, uh, Made in America, Al Trera. A-L-T-R-A-R, wait, A-L-T-R-A-R-A. Hi, Bill. I just listened to your podcast. Love it as always. We are an American company making stuff in San Diego, California. One of the coolest places, chillest places you'll ever fucking go to unless you wear a New England Patriots hat. Uh, We are two engineers bootstrapping a company so that we can eventually get out of the rat race and do our own thing. Our app platform and sensors enable people to monitor and control things from their from their phone. Of course, now I get hiccups. Um, our staff lets people know that their cars, van life, RV, and or other and or slash off the grid campsites are ready to go twenty four seven. Get notified of dead batteries, fridges that are warm, or stuff that has been moved. Uh, we currently have a battery monitoring sensor, temperature sensor, and movement sensor. We 3D print the boxes for these sensors as well as solder the boards up and assemble them here in San Diego. We also developed the software, uh, works with Android and I think Apple and cloud technology here. We will be having a launching party slash booth at the Adventure Van Expo in San Juan Capistrano this April 30th. Thanks for giving a shout out of our Made in America stuff on your show. Yeah, no worries. That sounds like some cool shit. A lot of people like to hunt and do all of that stuff. I should let uh, Bobby Kelly know about it. Oh, Bobby. Well, fucking Bobby Trout Trout Pants. Bobby fucking uh, Bakersfield. Oh, Bobby Campsite. Um, All right, Made in America. Playing Cards. Bill, fellow New Englander here, really enjoy the podcast and like your support of American-made products. My retail site, PlayingCardDecks.com, offers the world's largest selection of playing cards, and all of the decks we produce are made in the USA by United States Playing Card Company in Kentucky, in business since 1865. 
you can check out some of our decks here. Playingcarddecks.com. Let me see. What are you just talking about? 52 pickup here? What are we talking? You got the the old Playboy ones with the fucking titty cards? You used to have dirty cards back in the day. Oh, look at They got all different kinds. All different kinds. How about some pictures with my slow-ass internet? Oh, these are the bicycle ones. Playing cards here. Hannah Fuda stripe, Striper. I thought it said stripper. Those are birds. Aren't these fucking cool? I didn't know you could get all these different types of playing cards. They got a Jolly Rogers gilded bicycle playing. That's a badass one. That is cool. Deck of cards. Deck of cards is cool. Even though everybody fucking plays it on their phone now. Uh, I might buy some shit from this. Playing card decks. That's pretty cool. Um, All right. This is the last one I'm going to read here. What do we got? Made in America pilot glasses for all you fucking aviators. Oh, Billy Wright, brother, burr. Uh, I've been a longtime listener of the podcast and saw you perform in my alma mater, Embry-Riddle, a few years ago, uh, a few years back, you killed. Uh, three years ago, I started a small business called Scanners Pilot IFR Training Glasses, like the Foggles, right, to help pay back my student loans as a way to contribute to the aviation community. I hand-make customized pilot instrument training glasses. The glasses hood that student pilots wear to simulate IMC conditions generally known as foggles. I first made them when I was a flight instructor as a way to make my students feel more comfortable in the cockpit. I make the flight lessons and make the flight lessons more enjoyable. I currently partner with my scholarship programs like Girls Love to Fly and Women with Wings, as well as other communities that help student pilots with the cost of training. Scanners have also been featured in uh, AOPA Pilot Magazine. Oh, they're not just super cool looking, but since I use a cover film, they also block out the glare from making and making it easier to see your instruments. I want a pair of these. If you had sunrise or sunset flight with them on, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, you can see all the designs I make here, the US at Scanners IFR or on social media. Uh, it's at Scanners IFR Glasses. I appreciate you giving me a reason to write in. I don't have the money to do any marketing myself, so I appreciate the shout out. Every bit helps. Keep up the great work. Uh, safe flying and go fuck yourself, a fellow aviator. I got to tell you, the foggles that I have suck. Big, goofy plastic ones um, that make the side of your head hurt. Hold on a second. Let me look at this. Scannersifr.com. Scanners. You cunt, Bill. Come on. Scanners, if, ifr.com. Let's see what comes up here. What do you say there, scanners? Uh, number one rated viewing pilot shop now. Oh, look at those. They're only 23 bucks. Dude, those are badass and they look comfortable as hell. I'm sending this to every pilot I know. Those are fantastic. When do I? When do you ever hear me say fantastic? See, this is great. Helping people out. Um, and in turn, they help you out. I believe they call it paying it forward. All right, let's do a little advertising here. As I just fucking basically was doing advertising there. Roman, you know, when the moment for intimacy arrives, 
When you want to stick your noodle in the sauce there, oh, geez. Uh, You need to be ready, Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or are just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes. Even though you are far from ordinary, the truth is that erectile dysfunction is really common. In fact, 52% of of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash burn now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. Uh, the benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman Ready is confidence personified. It is the self-assurance that comes from knowing you've prepared yourself for the moment when intimacy arrives. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on packages. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for, for what, everybody? Say it with me, erectile dysfunction. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Burr and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N dot com slash Burr, B-U-R-R, today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall with Roman Ready. And go out and handle your erectile dysfunction. All right, lastly, but not leastly, oh, look who it is, stamps.com. Old faithful. Ride or die, stamps.com. You know, time is money. Don't waste either with repeated trips to the post office. With stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer and saves you money in the process. So you can spend less money at the post office and more time making your customers happy. Uh, you've heard me talk about Stamps.com. They've been sponsoring the show for over nine years now. And if you, have, if you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. And get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle, Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer, standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter code BURR, B-U-R-R. All right. And now lastly, but certainly not leastly, um, I want to thank all you guys for the patience you've had over the last month um, while I've been doing this movie um, and still listening to the shorter podcast. I really appreciate it. All right. Um, we have this other topic, badass shit. What's, the, what's some badass shit that you bought that's secretly in the back of your mind? You know you're not badass enough to own. All right. For me, it's a Gibson Les Paul. All right, badass shit I told my friend not to buy. Dear Billy Gibson, in college, there was a guy who played guitar in my hallway. I play guitar too, so I had some insight into my insight into my advice to him when he said he was going to buy a double neck SG. Don't get me wrong. I wanted him to get it so I could play it occasionally, but I knew it was a horrible purchase. He was a pretty good guitar player. He didn't suck, but he wasn't pushing virtuoso status and wasn't about to change the game with the double neck. 
I told him, in my opinion, it's a performance guitar and really not fun to play in your room and suggested he just get a 12-string. In the end, he got it and it was a bust. He played it at one open mic show and it was kind of out of tune, brutal. I played it a bit and it was cool. Uh, He had fun with it too, but mostly anytime I saw it in his room, it was collecting dust because it's not fun to play sitting down. He sold it at the end of the year, but didn't make but didn't take much of a loss. Eh, you know what? But he can say he owned one, you know? And he, he played it. You got to play it too. So that's not too bad. I, I had a 70 or a 71 Green Sparkle Ludwig kit, all Bonham sizes with a Ludwig Speed King. I did the whole Bonham thing. And, I, you know, I played it live at the fucking Roxy. I had a fucking blast. But, like, I mean... It, the kit just wasn't me, and I just ended up, I had the, the bottom cymbals, the whole fucking setup, and I just sold the whole thing, and it was the best thing I ever did for my drumming because I was really just going down a route of, like, just being yet another ripoff, you know, of John Bonham. John Bonham didn't go out and fucking, you know, start fucking, oh, this guy played this. Well, I mean, I, mean, I guess everybody played Ludwig back in the day, but he got the kit that was right for him. Um, that's what you have to do. But having said that, it was fun to own the thing. And, uh, you know, having a double neck guitar is pretty cool. I'm immediately picturing the Jimmy Page one. I always thought that that was sick. And then there's a the guy from Cheap Trick where he, he had the most I ever saw. Because then there was the triple guitar and then there was four. And he had like a five or a six. It was insane. Like it started at like his chest and went all the way down to his knees. Um... But anyway, yeah, you probably gave him good advice. But everyone, you're young, you got to do something dumb. Like buy an old muscle car that needs a lot of fucking work just to say you had one and you don't have the money to fix it up. No one in the back of your head that it's going to break down when you really need it. But, you know, just to do it, I say do it. All right, that's it, everybody. Um, Next Monday, we go back to the hour-long Monday morning podcast. Hopefully, I'll have figured out my uh, interface with my computer and all of that shit so I don't have to keep recording them on my phone. Um, I am so fucking excited uh, that this movie is going to be wrapped and I can start putting it together because the performances in this movie, um, I think, you know, are going to be great. I don't want to talk too much shit, but I think I got a really good, a really good um, movie. Well, so we shall see. So that is it. Uh, Enjoy the game tonight uh, between Kansas and uh, North Carolina. That is all. And I will uh, check in on you guys on Thursday. Okay.